For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I swear, if I hear one more time about smiling through adversity, good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Mike Tomlin, yesterday, brought it up again. I'd mentioned it on the show earlier this week. His new favorite phrase, smiling through adversity. And here it was once more in the press conference. As a competitor, um, and I'm a competitor, we're competitors, we're all always excited about having an opportunity to smile in the face of adversity. The, the adversity that life in the game of football presents, whether it's injuries or COVID or otherwise, um, that's just something that always has my attention, something that we're always ready to to, to stand up against. Um, I think about last time we went to L.A. to play these guys. Maybe we went out there with Duck Hodges, man, and had a pretty good day. Um, that was then. This is now. we got a big week ahead of us in terms of the work. And, and obviously, not only are we different, but they're different. I swear, I'm not and I've never been one of those people who picks apart every single terminology that he applies. He's got some great ones. I actually love to hear the man talk. But this one's getting under my skin a little bit. Because smiling through adversity almost, almost comes across as acceptance of that adversity. And even though he'd never say or acknowledge any such thing, you'll hear him throw this phrase out constantly when in fact... What would be way, way, way more useful, including to the public, because when you say things publicly, and he does this a ton, that message gets through to the real intended parties, which is his players, say something like this, that he spoke about Kendrick Green and all those absurd high snaps the other day. There's nothing to be on the same page about. Um, Green's just got to get the snaps down. It doesn't require a meeting. It doesn't require schematic adjustments. Certain things are just fundamental. And, 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 and when you coach and play football at this level, sometimes you can make the simple complex or, or you can get too smart. No, we're just going to ask that guy to snap the ball in a proficient, professional manner, and we're going to move on with our life. We're not going to put the quarterback on the center and change our, our, our personality or approach that way. It requires nothing from Mason. Mason's got a lot of work ahead of him getting ready to play quarterback. And I think it's reasonable to expect uh, the center to, to execute shot, shotgun snaps on a consistent basis. Now, he didn't in the last game, and so uh, he's got to recenter his focus and do a good job there this week in preparation, but it won't create any additional meetings or planning from us. 
just like we expect our, our guys to tackle better this week and we expect our guys to maintain possession of the ball this week. It won't require any additional meetings or additional points of emphasis. It's steeped in our culture. It's fundamental. And so we'll go in with that understanding. Yeah, that, that. You don't, you don't try to adjust to a center who's snapping the ball over the quarterback's head a half dozen times in the same afternoon. You don't say, how are we going to make this work? You know, you don't say, uh, well, can we have the quarterback stand back an extra foot? Uh, can we have the quarterback practice jumping to try to bring those snaps in? All you do is you tell him, dude, these snaps that you're putting over the quarterback's head, that's not cool, okay? Stop doing it. How about that? More of this sort of acknowledgement, and I'm going to repeat this, in public makes a difference. And I'm not suggesting that Tomlin sits there every Tuesday and goes through a basically a crap-on-everybody list. Okay, because you could do that after a game like this. Imagine what you could say about Devin Bush's performance on Sunday. But you know what? Bring that up. Bring that up. What you get most often instead from Tomlin when you ask something specific, meaning as a reporter now, and you'll ask about a certain sequence or what happened or whatever, his reflexive response will be, I'm not getting into all that. It is what it is. I'm not getting into all that. It is what it is. Uh, we're going to learn from it and move on. I'm You, you guys are going to write the story that you want to write. I'm going to start getting into a bunch of these now. <laughs> He's got a million of them. But he won't address it. He won't address it. The moment anything specific is brought up, he won't address it. And I'm aware that what he says to us, meaning just to us, doesn't matter. We don't matter. Reporters don't matter. We're just a, uh, a connection between the head coach and listeners, readers, viewers, however it is that you happen to consume your sports media. We're irrelevant. But the message that has to be put out that makes its way back, that boomerangs back to South Water Street and into that locker room, and believe me, every single word the man speaks does make it back there. That That is relevant. And I just don't see what in hell smile through adversity has to do with anything. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. You hear and see and read a lot of different criticisms of the Steelers beat group, if you will, okay? 
the meaning the people that are there every day, the reporters. They don't ask enough tough questions. They don't get the answers, whatever else here. What ends up happening in these settings is that you're so accustomed, and again, I'm speaking from experience here. I'm not part of the daily group, but I'm asking him a lot of questions over the course of a season. And I know what's going to get an answer and what's going to get a nothing. Now, occasionally, I won't care if I get a nothing because I feel that the question really, really needs to be asked and really needs to be put on the record for the purposes of my column and what I'm writing. I feel like I have to ask it, so I do. But for the most part, I'm looking for stuff that's actually got a prayer of getting an answer. And what he'll do when you bring up something that the team is doing wrong is he'll never, ever, 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 except for this little Kendrick Green thing and other extremely rare outliers, say anything specific. Why not? Why not? I mean, this this Green thing was refreshing, man. This was something... It's the first time I've heard this head coach treat that player like a rookie as opposed to having anointed him way back in rookie camp and letting him wear 53 and all this other stuff and uh, coming out of the game after one quarter of the preseason. What in the heck was that? Who was this player? The third rounder. Why was he given any kind of special treatment? And it wasn't just him, it was most of that offensive line, as if they were special, as if they'd done something. This head coach is not the only thing that's wrong with this football team right now. And what this head coach says on a Tuesday at noon is most definitely not what's wrong with this football team. But the reason that I'm bringing it up here today and putting a little bit of a harsh spotlight on it is that there are trends, there are connectors, and it's vital to be able to acknowledge those things. And I don't know that he does even away from the press conference settings. That's what matters. That's what makes a difference. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for just one question. And today's comes from Pierre Blackwell and... It's a little longer than usual, but I would ask that you show the same patience and appreciation for it that I did. Pierre says, good morning, DK. I think you were a little hard on Minka Fitzpatrick in the Tuesday episode. We were all so high on him when he first came to the Steelers two years ago. He was playing out of his mind. But what I was impressed with was the entire defense was pretty much playing out of their minds. The question is why? Well, first of all, the defensive line was healthy. Does that matter? 
The strength of this team has been the defensive line for the past four years. Everything else plays off of that. The linebackers were Devin Bush and Vince Williams. We seem to forget how stout a defender Williams was. Then you had a secondary with Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. People talk about Minka being the pickup of the year that season, but signing Nelson was a great acquisition too. You have your defense at full strength with the best D-line in the league, and it allowed Minka to simply play his own position. He didn't have to play with eyes on other defenders like he has to this year. One example was the last play against the Browns. Cam Sutton gives up leverage to Jarvis Landry over the middle that would have resulted in a first down and maybe more if it wasn't for Minka crashing down on the play to break it up. That wasn't even in the assignment. There's at least a dozen plays where Minka has displayed this. He's having to do too much because other players aren't doing what they're supposed to do. There's not a team that wouldn't want Minka on their roster. So you call him just dude if you want to. But you'll see what our defense will look like when he's not there this weekend. And maybe then it'll provide more clarity. Pierre, I've got no J1A for your J1Q. When someone constructs a rebuttal that well, you win the argument, my friend. That's good, good stuff. I appreciate that, and I appreciate everyone listening daily shot of Steelers, especially if you care that much to give a thoughtful response like that. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.